June, of course, is Pride Month in this country, and yesterday, uh, Aaron O'Toole released a video to mark the start of Pride Month, and in it, he and the Conservative Party once again went after Justin Trudeau, calling on him to end the ban on gay men donating blood in Canada. It's a ban that's been in place in various forms, going back to 1992, if you can believe it. Eric Duncan is a Conservative MP that really has spearheaded the effort to get rid of this ban in Parliament, and he joins us now to talk about it. Uh, Eric, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. Now, this donation, as we said, it goes back a long way, back to 1992. They've scaled it back and changed it over the years, but um, at, at this point, what are the rules around gay men donating blood in Canada? So right now, for any man who has sex with a man, if you've had uh, had that in the last three months, you were disqualified, or um, it's called a deferral period. You cannot donate uh, blood through Canadian Blood Services, and you are right. We've made progress from back when it originally started, and again, where this came from was back in the 1980s when there was a large HIV-AIDS crisis, particularly among gay men in Canada and beyond as well. But we've seen science and technology. We've seen rates that have astronomically changed. And the science has gotten so much better now uh, in terms of being able to detect any issues with, uh, with donations that come in. So um, we went from a lifetime ban down to a five-year to a one-year, and now we're at three months. But there's no need in today's day and age with the options that are available that we couldn't switch the questionnaire to you know, end the stigma that, that gay men face. You know, and, and that's important to talk about, I think. When we talk about are there medical organizations, are there blood, blood product agencies, is there any scientific evidence to have this sort of a ban in place? Is there anything, you know, what are the concerns? Why is it still there? Well, it's a good question as to why it's there. And Justin Trudeau, as we called out uh, repeatedly, not just for Pride Month, but for the last better part of the last year, as Canadian Blood Services and HEMA Quebec have been asking people to step forward and make donations, particularly with the challenge of COVID and being able to get access to, to donors. But to clarify right off the bat, before release for, trans, uh, for transfusion, every single blood donation is tested and must be non-reactive for diseases, you know, to be known to be transmitted mm-hmm. by transfusion. It's a window period of where uh, if somebody is infected, um, the timeline or the time frame, the window is less than a month or so right now because the advancements we've made in science where they can't detect that issue in the blood supply if the infections come in a certain period of time. So what we're saying is is that uh, there is lots of science. The United Kingdom, for an example, has gone and shown. And what we've been saying as well is for the science, we're asking for the questionnaire to be changed. It's shouldn't be based on sexual orientation, but rather on sexual behavior. So, for again, are you having unprotected sex with multiple partners? Those are the types of questions, whether you're gay or straight or whatever your situation may be, that is a risk assessment that needs to be asked. It does not need to be based on sexual orientation. So it's important to know that it's not just, uh, you know, the, the change in the science, but I think the solution is there where we can make it more, uh, you know, based on behavior uh, for all of society and all those. And we we have to point out, we have to mention here that the Liberal government knows more than well uh, about this situation. They campaigned in 2015 and in 2019 again on promising to do away with this ban, did they not? Absolutely, they did. And, 
And this is the part that, you know, that I think offends a lot of people uh, who are members of the LGBT community that are going out during an election. They have no promise, uh, no problem promising this to say they're going to end it. And then when they come into government, say, oh, well, it's independent. It's not our, it's not our ability to change this. We have to wait for a, a suggestion from Canadian Blood Services and HEMA Quebec. And we've asked, and I've asked several times, well, why is it okay for you to promise it during an election to try to get somebody's vote, Mm -hmm. but then whenever they go and ask you to go and keep the promise, oh, well, no, no, that's not us. You don't understand the process. There's another way of going about it. So it is, it's a slap in the face, and frankly, it's just really cynical. I, I said in the House of Commons this week when I was going on the issue, people wonder why elected officials get a bad name, and the Liberals have an issue with, you know, A, for an announcement. They are the best in the business at showing up for photo ops and pride parades and raising the flag, but then when it actually comes to something meaningful and tangible that they can do, they don't do it. And I think there's a difference between talk and action, and this is a perfect example of that. Um, when we talk about, you, you mentioned the uh, the encounter that you had in the House of Commons, you put a very direct question to our federal health minister, basically asking her if she would accept a donation of blood from a gay man. She wouldn't answer the question, would she? Three times we asked her, um, and uh, actually she she laughed uh, the second and third time at it. But I think it just speaks to the seriousness and of how this policy that is way outdated, where there's a very safe, simple solution that can be implemented immediately just by changing the questionnaire and keeping it safe and keeping our blood supply safe, they it just bewilders me as to why they're allowing this. And again, those questions in the House and the things we've been saying is it just perpetuates a stigma. I went to donate blood for the first time. I, I was about 16 or 17 years old, so that was about 16, 17 years ago. And I didn't realize until I got in there that I was disqualified from donating simply for for being gay. And I, for one of the very few times in my life, I consider myself very fortunate and blessed in my life and my life experience. But for one of the very first few times in my life, I felt that there was something wrong with me mm-hmm. for being gay. They have the opportunity to correct this, to put some action behind their feel-good words. And, and to your point, I can't figure out for the life of me, we keep asking it's not like we're you know, going against science. We're proposing a safe solution. The Canadian Medical Association's membership is on board to going to this type of screening process, to changing those questionnaires to keep the safety and the questionnaire obviously in place and that part of the questionnaire in place. The All Blood is Equal campaign, every political party is behind this now. It's just a political will that's missing. That's the only thing. So how does that change? I mean, what's, what's your expectation? What's your hope? What's the timeline? When do you think we might see some progress on this? Well, what we proposed, and we had a press conference yesterday, that there's actually regulations that the minister has in her power today. It's through the Food and the Drug Act, uh, and specifically there's a section that deals with blood uh, regulations. It's an annex in the bill. And there's actually a section the minister has the power to, in writing, remove questions that are deemed uh, unnecessary for the protection of Canada's blood supply. And what we're saying is you can invoke that section and tell them to change the questionnaire to, again, remove questions that relate to sexual orientation and change it to sexual behavior. When people hear that, when people understand that all blood is tested, uh, every single donation is tested, when they understand the change in questionnaire that's being proposed here and understanding the science and how far we've come, people just get more and more frustrated, A, if they just realize that it exists now, uh, it is even in place, and number two is just why the government's not making the simple change when we're proving to them that they can make it today. So we're going to 
keep the pressure on them. More and more people need to hear. They need to contact their MP, regardless of party, to let them know that you're aware of, you know, they're aware of the solution. They want to see the change. And just we got to keep the pressure on them. And that's the way that, unfortunately, the government's been reacting to too many of these issues. It's been when more and more Canadians understand the issue and know the solution and call them out on it, uh, that certainly builds support for getting this change done. Uh, Eric, while I have you, uh, you know, as you said, as an openly gay member of Parliament, I want your reaction to sort of the way things unfolded yesterday with Aaron O'Toole's announcement and the kickoff to Pride Month and everything like that being very closely linked to a handful of Conservative MPs refusing to support an effort to ban conversion therapy. Um, it sort of seemed to be very contradictory to what the leader was trying to do. Just what's your reaction to the way that, that all played out yesterday? Well, I, I'm really proud of Aaron and, and the video specifically for kicking off Pride Month. It was an absolutely fantastic and I think meaningful video that talks about his personal experience and where he's coming from. On the issue of conversion therapy on Bill C-6, I have not spoke to one person from any party that believes conversion therapy does not need to be banned. What I think they're talking about is the, the, the details being in there in certain parts of it where they're wanting clarification for greater certainty. And frankly, in my opinion, the Liberals are playing a lot of politics. They're there was a, in their news release that they issued the first time they had the bill before they prorogued. They said to clarify, this does not pertain to private conversations and certain uh, certain aspects. We asked and said, well, just put that section for greater clarity in the bill, and it would it would uh, alleviate the concerns that people have been hearing from from uh, parents, certain parents, and organizations across the country. They ignored that. They, they declined to do it when they reintroduced the bill with the news release. They just deleted reference to that line. So I think we go back to talking about playing political games there and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nobody that wants to have conversion therapy in this country, um, but uh, you know they're having valid questions, and I think it's just a, a trust issue, unfortunately, with the government I see. I'm proud to support the bill, but I certainly think there could be reasonable amendments in there that can further clarify and, and send an even stronger message. Eric, I really appreciate your time this morning. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Happy Pride. Absolutely. You too. That's Eric Duncan, uh, Conservative MP, talking about this blood ban issue.